Hello, and welcome to this week of Say Something Interesting. This is the follow-up podcast for Eastlake Tri-Cities Church. My name is Megan, and with me today is our teaching pastor, Brent. Hey, guys. Hello. And you guys might be wondering, where is Mallory? Because she has not been here for the past few weeks. Yeah, what's up with that? I know. So she is um, She's transitioning into spending her time doing something else. Um, we were supposed to have her final episode today. Today was going to be her farewell. <laughs> episode and Brent screwed it all yeah, up. Yeah, Brent, I don't know how, like we've been doing we podcasts on Tuesdays. every Tuesday at 9 a.m. on the button. For, oh, months and now, I right? don't know what happened. <laughs> I woke up and I just kind of had a lazy morning. Kylie went on a walk. I stayed home with kids. And then I realized I was I was actually like going to be in by the normal time because I'm usually in by nine for sure. Um, and I thought, you know what? It's supposed to be really hot today. I read in the paper, like, if you're going to get exercise in, do it in the morning or late at night. And I was like, I'm not going to come home and want to go for a run. So I'm going to go for a run now. So I went for, I, this is honest to God, this is what happened. I went for a run and like on, on mile 12, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> False. <laughs> on mile. I wasn't even with almost you and I know two. that's a lie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> On mile, when I was finishing up my run, I literally took off because I wear my I mm -hmm. wear it on my arm or whatever, and I took it off and I looked at it and I have a Slack message from Megan saying, "Um, Brent, where are you?" Question mark. Yeah, I think and I my, said, "Where are you at?" And my my throat, my stomach twisted, my heart turned because I knew I had not only Megan, I had Megan and Mallory, and Mallory with like at home, you know, making it work with two kids, like trying to navigate nap times and play times and and I was like I just I messed it all up I don't know what I was thinking Tuesday mornings that's <laughs> podcast day that's when we do it I know I was like he walked in and so I was like dumb. did you forget what day it was I don't understand <laughs> it's it's at that point in the quarantine I just I don't even know what day it is anymore I, I literally have to have forget. my life on my calendar yeah. right now or else I'm just a hot mess. People I regularly like, hey, don't know. Are we still know. on for one o'clock? And I'm like, I don't even know who you are. Who is this? <laughs> so bad. Uh, yeah. Well, meanwhile, I'm like over here trying to figure out the microphones and can't do it because I she just. She did make me feel real good because I came in and pushed one button and the microphone started working. <laughs> I know. I knew that was going to happen too. It's <laughs> like, he's going to walk it's in. It's the worst, isn't and it? And it's going to work. Yeah. And I'm going to It's feel like opening like an idiot. the jar and you can't do it. And then everybody's like, well. <laughs> Let me just. Uh, so Mallory and I are like staring at each other through the Zoom, but not able to, like she can't hear me, I can't hear her. Yeah, that's the worst. We were laughing. So about Mallory, it. you're we listening were, to this. One you, thing I was you also for a shout out, and here's your shout out. Yeah, is um, first of all, I didn't even like think to text you about where you were until like nine twenty. We're yeah. supposed to be here at nine, so that just speaks to how regular. Oh yeah, usually it is like I'm busting <laughs> up the stairs at nine oh five, nine ten. It's like a race. One day I beat her. She was like really late. And I was like, wow, what, what's going on? Uh, it is a special week here at the podcast. Not only is it, uh, you know, late day or whatever, but um, it is also Megan's birthday I mean, week, yesterday, everybody. Yeah. It was yesterday. And we said, well, Megan, for your birthday, you get to pick where we go out to lunch. And she said, brew cheese again. And I said, no, no, have we not learned a thing? We're not going to brew cheese. That's 100% not what I said. She said, all I want is a burger. I said, I so want a burger. we went to, uh, uh, we tried to go to Foodies, but it was closed. So we went to Frost Me Sweet instead. They have a good burger. And I, it was a great burger. Yeah. With the garlic fries. Oh, yeah. It stunk up my car. My car still smells like garlic fries. 
You're welcome. Um, so that's my <laughs> gift to you is my car smells like garlic. Um, and so what's funny is I went home last night and Kylie asked me, did you guys do anything fun for Megan's birthday? And I said, yeah, yeah, we went to Frost Me Sweet and got a burger. And she's like, oh, what cupcake did you get for her? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, they sell those there, huh? Yeah, no, that would have been really smart to actually get her a cupcake for her birthday. I like when you and Andrew left to go get the food, I briefly thought, I wonder if they'll get me a cupcake while they're over there. <laughs> and then and then very quickly so. afterwards, I was like, no, they won't. Yeah, no. <laughs> Two men who were like, those are nice cupcakes. I bought one for myself. No. Honestly, I was like, I'm going to have to tell them it's my birthday or nothing's going to happen. So <laughs> I like made a point oh, my goodness. very early on being so, like, it's my birthday today. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, when I opened the door, yeah. she's standing there. She goes, happy birthday. I said, it's not my birthday. She said, oh, I thought we shared the same birthday. Um, so anyways, well, we yeah. owe you a, a cupcake from Frost Me Sweet totally as fine. a makeup one. Uh, as a conciliatory gift, um, I brought with me something that my daughter made for you. Um, she drew a, you know oh those gosh, books that you, yes, that you <laughs> slide the pictures and then the, like the 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 image moves, yeah, you know, uh-huh. like an old cartoon, yeah, right? Like she, a drew, she, she drew, she drew some, me a flip book? she drew one of your flip books as a cat. For it's my a cat, cat. and Aww. I don't know what the cat does. I don't think it does it much. It flips upside down at one point. Well, that's probably because part of it came out in the car, and I had to fix it on the fly walking <laughs> up the stairs. Got it. So that's oh, I love it. That's Joby. on the delivery. So, and I'm not sure which one it is, but you just got a cat flip book for your it's birthday. Probably Spice. She's the one that was more excited about probably them being there. So. Yes. Exciting yes. times, guys. Jovi got to meet my cats in December, and yes. so she, and all she apparently draws pictures of them. We regularly. played uh, a new game last night uh-huh. as a family, and it's called Push the Button. It's one of the Jackbox Party Pack TV games, and uh, it's a little bit like uh, Chameleon. If you've played Chameleon with mm-hmm. us, I have played Chameleon. Uh, where uh, there's like all of the players. One of them's one of you is an alien on your phone, and you don't know it. The other ones are humans, mm-hmm. and then they ask questions. That you have to respond to, and if you're an alien, you don't get to. You get a different question, and then you have to kind of justify why your answer doesn't quite match up with the rest of them, right? Yeah. So, um, one of them last night was something about a cat person versus a dog person. If you saw a cat on one side of the road and a dog on one side of the road, which way would you go? And uh, it, the person that came up was Grayson and, and, and my wife. And Grayson said, I'd go left, which was towards the cat. Mm-hmm. And it immediately outed him <laughs> because he's not a cat person. No. He's a dog person. And so we were like, oh, we know who the alien is. And he's like, no, sometimes I want to like protect cats. And we're like, no, you're just you're playing this game and you're lying to us. We bust them. It was great. Uh, awesome. Super fun game. Fun. Yeah, it was fun. We'll have to do it sometime. Yeah. Um, yeah. We uh, also are finished up uh, or continued our series on I know, Pirate like, Radio. Surprise finish. Surprise finish. We had a few <laughs> scheduling changes comes up uh-huh. came up that uh, necessitated us going from a four to a three week, and I think that's okay. Although my wife is bummed because she loved the concept of the series and the artwork and all the stuff, and she's like, "I just hate to see it go." And I'm like, "Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> the content of the message was that any good at all? Is, is it, was it like you know?" Yeah. She's just laughed and moved on from other things. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we did part three. We did the the talk uh, in what well, shows up in all of the gospels, specifically the one I mentioned was Mark 11, where Jesus shows up in the temple and cleanses the temple and 
And contrasted that a little bit with John's take on it, where he shows up with a whip, whether that's two different events or the same event. But just this like righteous indignation, this righteous anger at kind of the systems, specifically the economic systems that had kind of intertwined and and coalesced with this religious system and how uh, people were profiteering off of most likely the poor. That's why he, he talks about these, you know, dove salesmen and whatever. Um, and how anytime that there's a market in place for an extended period of time, there are people who figure out ways to benefit from it. Um, and that's just true in general in life. And, uh, he, he was like, I, I, it's happening in my, my father's house is the terminology that he uses in this temple kind of spot where it's supposed to be even ground for everybody, where you, wherever you come from, um, doesn't matter what kind of wealth you bring into the temple. It's, you know, it's, there's the, the ground is, the footing is even at the cross anyways. Uh, and that's just not true when you kind of play these types of games and kind of went through some of the historical piece of that, tried to talk about the guerrilla theater piece of it, portion of it, uh, likened it to Blackbeard, the actual pirate in the 17th century who did something similar with his beard. And uh, yeah, it was just a, um, a good reminder of how, um, you know, I think I think the approach, the takeaway on it is different corporately as a church. Like we as a church have to figure out, continually figure out how do you not make it so that the the obvious hierarchy that comes with wealth accumulation in the society doesn't translate into the religious realm, right? And that's really, really hard to do for a lot of people uh, and, and a lot of churches, and it's always going to be a, 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 a thing. And so I don't want Jesus to show up with a whip one day. Um, I'd rather just kind of make it a, a priority for us to be like, hey, this is going to... But then then there's the personal piece to it too, right? And mm-hmm. um, how do you not just deconstruct it, but um, how do you have a personal outlook on evaluating your personal spending and your personal stuff and your personal ways of keeping other people out of, uh, of things and what kind of pirate endeavors have you been a part of to be like, you know what, whether it's I'm buying these jeans, I'm going to pay extra for these jeans because I know that they're handmade in this or they pay these people a fair wage. Um, that's kind of a, a pirate thing for it's not brick and mortar. It's harder to get to. There are more, um, it, you know, it, it'd be cheaper to go elsewhere. It's m- more brand. I don't know. The brand name isn't as, as good or whatever, but I kind of want to support these pirates who are disrupting an industry and making those things happen. So for sure, yeah, that was kind of the overarching point of it, the all take of it. Uh, uh, I'm trying. To, I was trying to think of anything that I, I particularly uh, left out. What, what did you have? Um, in, anything that uh, jumped out at you and stood out to you uh, in terms of further conversation for this podcast? Yeah, I was. Um, I kind of was thinking about the because you gave a number of examples of how Jesus like offended people. Um, and I was thinking about that idea of when we're really, when we're really striving to be inclusive and when we're striving to break down boundaries for people, we're gonna offend other people. And so like multiple times Jesus does kind of crazy says or does kind of crazy outlandish things in order to, um, bring people into relationship with him and show them that like, this is accessible for everybody. And in all of those times he lost people. And so like, I just, that kind of struck me, especially like in the time that we're in now of like, really like, how do I like personally for me, how do I as a white person like build racial reconciliation and how do I like speak into the lives of the people around me? And the truth is I'm going to lose people, but am I, 
is that worth it? Right. And so when I look at Jesus, it's always worth it. If you're, if you're breaking down boundaries and doing things in order to like make the entry point low, it's going to be worth it. And that doesn't mean you are like a bee to everyone you talk to. It just is like, there are going to be times when you are challenging the systems that are there that you're going to lose people who are benefiting from those systems. Right. And so it's like it's important to it galvanizes yeah. the right people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I and isolates or um, or puts uh, barriers or distance between the people who were only there because Jesus was feeding them, or only there because Jesus was healing people, and they're just looky loose or whatever, right? Yeah. And so it kind of yeah forces allegiance in that way or or awareness. And like it. it also like for him, it's also a moment of. Like what you're saying, like, are you really in this? And like, this is what I'm about. I'm about reaching out. I'm about breaking down boundaries. Is that going to be something you're going to be a part of? Mm -hmm. And I think when like relating that to our times right now, like what are you, where are you going to break down boundaries? Are you willing to be a part of the hardship that's going to be part of that? And I know like it sounds really intense, I know, but like it doesn't necessarily, I don't mean it in like a aggressive way necessarily. I just mean it in a, like, here's the life of Jesus that we're trying to walk in the way of. He was a boundary breaker and didn't really, and knew that there were going to be societal consequences to that. Are you going to follow? Right. Yep. That's good stuff. I love it. And I think it's a call to action for us and, and a reminder as we, uh, uh, walk through like these cultural times as well, and then and then try and interpret like wh- what do we what do we do with this? If we just if we start with culture, um, and then we work backwards, um, then I, I I think that that's the I think there's another way of doing it. I think I think we start with scripture and then move forwards, which means we do talk about this and then we interpret this in terms of um, the other implications as how that plays out, and that's just been my strategy. Um, on on part of this, there was a, a direction I wanted to go there about teaching. Oh man, I'm trying to think of of what I was trying to put down. I, I, I the other day I was thinking through this and I was uh-huh. reading something and I was like, oh my gosh, I gotta save this for the podcast. And I didn't have my computer with me, and uh, I always try and put it on that little. Sh- we have you like should a just worksheet. like use post-it notes as your bookmarks and then yeah. write things on them. So dumb, guys. There was some, <laughs> insert something re- like a really good deep thought that you're like, wow. <laughs> How well read is that guy? And <laughs> what a beautifully so spoken man! <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Oh man, there were so many different directions too that we could yeah. have gone with, uh, with. With you know what he he did in this way, and just his his sort of pirate nature. And uh, I think the beauty of the Jesus portion is he has that story, and then he also has so many stories of um, speaking truth to power speaking truth to people uh, not withholding that when they need to be like uh well he he really needed to do this right and so he was just a master at at not being one way or the other at being like you're just never sure what you're going to get there was a pirate sense to him there was also a very caring sense to him there was a challenging sense to him i mean he literally one of his uh one of his disciples says something dumb to him one day and says we well, you know uh, if your life is in danger, well, we would we would never let danger happen to you, right? We got you, dude. And you know, and he's like, you don't even understand what you're talking about. And then he, and then get get thee behind me, Satan. Like he literally like, and, and Satan not being like 
name or oh, he was this guy's possessed, but like this accuser, this like that mentality, like get out of here with that. Like that's those are like harsh words. Have yeah. you ever called a friend Satan or the devil? You're the devil. And I like, mean, not in a like yeah, not in a joking manner, but like, hey, you're being really <laughs> demonic right now. You know what I mean? Not like, in a real sense. Yeah, right. Like I mean, in a joking just never, way, maybe. But but you would like wake up a friend. You'd be like, whoa, yeah. man, like. That's that that conversation took a yeah. shift. Real I quick. mean, I think I've had some I've had a few like, whoa, I don't think I will that's say this good conversation. You are one of the best truth speakers that I know. So this <laughs> is not a fair question because this is why you are the one of the people who do the in in between services. Help me with the message stuff, because I know that if it's not very good, you'll let me know about it because I've you have no problem with that. So. It's not even fair uh. to me to ask you this question because, of course, you've got examples of this. Uh. I would say the average person uh, tries to avoid those. I try and avoid those. Yeah, um, I don't know. Like, I don't enjoy them, I but I think I stuff, have but. a like just a really strong like tell the truth part of me, and so like honesty piece of me, and so I don't really don't like lying if someone asks me a direct question, right? I'm going to tell you what I think 99% of the time. Um, and so, yeah, I don't, I think I've gotten better at doing it well instead of doing it like offensively or aggressively. Um, and also like as a, someone who works with kids, you have to, like, you have to tell them the truth. And so otherwise you lose them, especially if you work with adolescents. If you're not someone who speaks truth, then they're out of your life. And so if I want to be someone who influences and has um, like sway with the students that I work with, I have to be a truth teller. And so, um, yeah, I think I, I generally do tell people the truth, even if it's kind of tough to hear. I think that's the reason <laughs> Jesus Guerrilla Theater piece worked is because he did it with a ministry backdrop, I think a lot of people knew who he was. That's why they kind of respect. If he was a no namer that had come in and done this kind of thing, oh, he'd have been out. I like think security crazy. would have had him out the door in a minute. You know what I mean? Um, even the whole Blackbeard thing with the Gorilla Theater piece. His he knew that his persona or his reputation had preceded him, and it was on the lips of all of the merchants. Watch out for pirates, especially Blackbeard. And then when they would see him and the beard stuff was going and the smoke and all the kind of stuff, it just built into that. So then, of course, they're like, we're not even going to attempt to escape. We're not even going to attempt to fight back. We just raise the white flag and surrender. There is a yeah a reputation that precedes that, that breeds that sort of truth um, that has to be there. You can't just be going out and being like, yeah, casting pointing fingers and, and nobody's going to listen to you. That security is going to escort you out. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and so that then, you know, how then do you make that happen? How many people or what, what does it take for somebody in your life to have that sort of authority? Is it a personal relationship? Cause it might be, but I'm, I'm saying it might, I hope, I hope it's more, I hope it's more than that. I mean, I, I want it to be somebody who, I mean, to put it in like, you know, bland words or whatever, moral authority in that way. Mm -hmm. Even if I don't have a personal relationship with them, like they don't know who I am personally, but the way that they talk and the way that they do things. And I just know that the, um, the pattern of their lifestyle and everything else speaks to it. And I, I either I want to be like them or have a similar uh, mindset or discipline as they do. Cause I, I don't, so I don't, I don't want it to just be the people I have a personal relationship can speak truth into my life. It needs to be more than that. Mm -hmm. I, I want that. I want 
I, I definitely need people that have personal relationships so that they can get into the nitty gritty on that. But I also want to be able to be challenged and convicted by others outside of it. Do you agree with that? Do you think that that's true? Put your, your, you're nodding, but then you're also shaking your head. You're doing well, I'm both. Trying to think so at times, if I have anyone particular, because I know, like, I think there's also a difference because you're a pastor, right? So you have to. There needs to be a little bit of seeking of moral authority from other pastors and other like theologians that are part of your life, right? And I think that's totally valid and like should be there. I just don't know that I have that from someone. I think I maybe have some like educational people that I've read or know things about, but a lot of that is also like research based. And so for me, a lot of it isn't necessarily like a person. It's like a body of work or a understanding of... Think about it outside of the vocational realm though. Because well, I yeah. do think it's easier for, for me I just don't know scenario. that I have someone Yeah. That's that I don't know. That's just like a voice in the world that I really strongly listen to that influences me a lot. Yeah. But I don't know. Like there's like I have like a few that I'll like, oh, I really like that or that's really important. Like I'll take that piece, but it's not like them consistently. Yeah. I had a really interesting conversation yesterday with a guy who had just moved here. And uh, he is new to the area and was looking at churches and obviously moved here in February. And uh, what a know, horrible time <laughs> what a to move somewhere. Horrible new. time to move here. <laughs> um, and so, uh, it, you know, true to the, the situation, was just like, hey, I'm kind of going crazy. Is there anything going on for anybody? Small groups. And I was like, hey, you know, we're all kind of stuck right now, but I'd love to meet you for coffee outside of Kagan's and do that kind of thing. So, anyways. Uh, met him and was talking to him, and he grew up in Montana and Coeur d'Alene, I don't know, Spokane, and and is coming from a more conservative mindset and was asking about stuff about the church, you know, and what do you believe in this and this and this, and and, and I talked to him through several things about how, you know, we're a church that really tries to be um, safe in terms of the opinion. Like, there, we, I want people who believe differently than I do and think differently than I do, and I want to be able to be in community with them still and not be, like, segregated into, you vote for who? Okay, you're on the left. Okay, you're on the right. Um, or, you know, what? just all the dumb stuff, right? I mean, I, you, you do have to stand for something and, and all of that, and we have core convictions and dogma, whatever, and, doc, and doctrine, but um, our opinion category, I was trying to mention him, is the biggest of any church that I've ever been a part of personally and, and most churches that I'm aware of uh, out there anyways. And he had some really, he had a brilliant thing where he's, he's going, listen, um, okay. So I know I'm more conservative and I, and I know that I'm biased to react in that way. And I'm just telling you, I'm going to like, if, if I choose to come here or whatever, and we have conversations, uh, you'll probably see an email from me, a text from me, like, or, or if you talk to me and uncomfortable, oh, I think we went too far, I think we're doing that, whatever. And, but he's like, but I know within myself, I want to, uh, I, know that, I know that that's just kind of internal and it's a product of the environment that I grew up in and I want to change that and I want to be a little bit more aware of uh, opposition and think through some things. I don't want to live in an echo chamber of my own biases. And I was like, that's a, a really healthy spot to be in. And it's a really dangerous spot to be in uh, for a lot of people who are unaware of that 
because we do live in the echo chamber of what we already believe. Mm-hmm. And the mute button on Facebook and the unfollow button on Twitter and the all the other things we can we can curate our own belief systems and really think that everybody believes everybody important to us believes the same thing that we do and um yeah it can be really really uh a false sense of reality yeah, i'll say for sure. and so kudos to him mm-hmm. and then uh that means in this line of thinking um i want to hear brent you're doing it wrong from people that I trust that challenge me to be like, not just, you know, good job. You're continuing to think correctly or operate correctly. Uh, but it's not, it's not enough. What you're doing is not enough or it's not, um, it's not right. Or, um, this is what you're used to, but it's not, you need to keep looking, keep searching. Well, and even you know maybe I mean? not like right or wrong, but just like, Hey, have you looked at it in yeah. this way? Yeah. Um, and so like, I, there are some people on like social media or whatever that I'm like, I cannot follow you anymore. Mm -hmm. But like, there are definitely some people that I, and there are people I probably know personally, but I also have like, you know, like opposite ends opinions about things with them that I still follow because I, I know that I need to hear that Yep. so that I can think through that perspective. Right. Whether I'm like, whether I'm going to agree with it or not is not the point. The point is, I need to hear that perspective from someone that I know well enough to know that they have thought it out too. And so like, I like, there are people that I intentionally don't unfollow, even though I disagree with 99% of the things they say, because I know I need to hear that just for the very fact that I need my brain to think through that and be like, no, I still don't believe that that's what I agree with, but I'm glad that you feel that way. And this is not the advice <laughs> that you probably thought of going into an election season um, that has been, let's just say, controversial. Um, you would think that during this phase, it would be like the wise thing would be, all right, now it's, uh, you know, almost July. November's almost here. Just let's just put it on pause and we'll get back on Facebook in December and everything will be good. And that, you know, to some degree, I get it. And the family divisiveness and all this stuff is is a big deal. But, um, yeah, I just I, I, I just have been seeing it kind of showing up even in the New York Times. They did some op-eds. They released an op-ed that was, you know, uh, related to the Black Lives Matter thing. That was an alternative view from what they're used to. Guy got fired over it. Some of the conservatives are writing about how, hey, I thought this was a safe place to kind of uh, have other people's viewpoints and and w- then the, but then the line is yeah but that was clearly an overtly racist so what do we do i mean how do you let this kind of yeah. thing play out and and i it's a it's not a it's not a first amendment free press thing they can do what they want to do it's just a matter of um are you really going to shut out voices are you going to listen to all kinds of voices but yet where's the line in this there has to be there has to be standards i mean there yeah. has to be something you can't just And you can't, like, as an institution, they can't say, we support this racist ideology. Like, Mm -hmm. they have to take a, they have to take a stand somewhere too, right? And so... And the question became, the, the, from the, from one of the sides, which was, well, the, the conservative side was, it was clearly an op-ed piece. Like, the Times wasn't saying this. Yeah, why did you publish it, is the first thing. Then why did you allow that person Mm -hmm. to write this? Or why did you choose to publish it? And Mm -hmm. when they submitted it, you go, yeah, that's not going to make our op-ed. Yeah. requirements yeah. and so we're gonna delete that you know what yep. i mean um so that's that's anyways i don't want to get into the weeds too much but i just yeah. think it's a very uh 
very relevant topic at the time. And in terms of our pirate radio kind of persona, I, I admire the fact that Jesus did took actions, said words that di- that really did dislodge some people, galvanized probably some people, and but dislodged some for sure. And never was apologetic for it. Was not safe along the way. That's one of my favorite C.S. Lewis quotes about, you know, in the Chronicles of Narnia about, you know, asking if Aslan's safe. Safe? He's definitely not safe. I mean, um, uh, that, he's never <laughs> promised to be safe. That's not the point, <laughs> right? Um, if you're looking for comfort and security, um, you know, buy an alarm system for your house or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, anyways, yeah, it's good. So yeah. All right, so I mentioned earlier a, uh, a shift in the programming in terms of taking Pirate Radio from a four-week to a three-week, and the reason is we have an opportunity this week to bring in a guest speaker. His name is Jordan Cheney. Um, he's been getting quite a bit of press lately. We saw Apparently he had a pick in the New York Times. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, he like um, was pr- was part of one of the Seattle protests, and a picture of him made it to the New York Times. Oh, crazy. Yeah. Um, he just got announced yesterday on Inslee's racial reconciliation squad representing our area in terms of a voice of what can we do to adjust some reforms in either the policing system and or the justice system. And, uh, and, and so I don't know if he'll speak to any of that on Sunday. We contacted him a couple of weeks ago and said, Hey, would you come and help us? Would you do a, a, a talk on a Sunday, um, kind of explaining, um, on, uh, on, from your perspective, which I feel like is is a very well educated and thought through perspective, and has he does trainings with all kinds of nonprofits and businesses in the area, and so I'm like, and he's like, so I got 90 minutes. I'm like, well, that's not going to work for a Sunday. <laughs> we're we're already losing people on the online on the online perspective. So, uh, 20 minutes uh, of a uh, a thing we're calling listening and learning with Jordan Cheney. Um, and then a 10 minute follow up Q and a hosted by our very own Anna Plemons, um, who is, uh, a Wazoo professor and just is one of the most brilliant minds on this. She's been one of the people who have challenged me on, you got to do more. You got to learn more. Here's some, here's some resources in a very loving and awesome way. Um, and so instead of me kind of hosting this and, and kind of maybe not asking the right questions, she's going to be awesome at this and she's East Lake's home for her. So, um, she will be hosting the Q and A. So if you're watching online, which I highly recommend that you do live, uh, submit your questions in the chat. And then if, if, uh, if we see them and get around to them, she will include some of those in that conversation afterwards. All of it will be posted um, online uh, immediately following, and it's kind of going to be must see TV for us um, as East Lake. If if you call East Lake home, I think this is like a critical can't miss. Even if you can't make it live on Sunday because you're camping or whatever, um, make sure you carve out time after Sunday to watch it um, because uh, that will be the last thing we do for about a, a week or two. Period. We are going to be taking July fifth off on a, on our live stream. Um, Sunday because you're going to be out lighting fireworks on the 4th and the odds of you waking up at 10 a.m. or me waking up at 10 a.m. Uh, <laughs> Let's be real. To do, yeah, I, I've already proven that this morning. Um, no, it's just, it's just we've done 15 weeks in a row. Next week will be 16 weeks yep. in a row of online services. And uh, I, I'm weary. You're weary. Yep. Everybody's just kind of like, uh, let's take a breath and, and come back into this. So we'll be back on the 12th uh, with a new series and kind of hopefully maybe an update on kind of where we stand as a community. We're keep wearing your mask, do your thing. Let's let's uh, let's <laughs> let's see some positive numbers, mm-hmm. y'all. It's mm-hmm. uh, has not been good. Um, so 
that's that's kind of looking forward. Uh, we'll continue to uh, do a podcast. We'll do a podcast next week. Then we'll probably take a week off when we there's nothing to talk about the Sunday of the sixth. Yep. Uh, and then back the following week on that. So. Yeah. And next week will be Mallory's uh, big finale as well. <laughs> but, you know, knock on wood that it happens. We've we've attempted to do her last week. I think this is week three. Of yeah. That. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and big news in our podcast circle. Our podcast listening family is growing by one. We just found out the big oh, yeah. news uh, that our good friend Margo, yeah. co-host of me in season one yep. of this deal, mm-hmm. is uh, with child um, <laughs> due November. And they just found out, just announced it on Instagram, so yep. I feel like I can announce it here. Yeah. I, although I found out on Instagram, you knew beforehand. Yep, I knew So whatever that means. Um, but, <laughs> it means Margo uh, loves me more. Yeah, that's what that definitely <laughs> means. A uh, little baby boy is on yes, the way. I'm so excited. Uh, a video game buddy for Matt, which I'm sure he's super psyched about. Yes. I know Margo would play some video games with with mm-hmm. him with Matt, but then I remember her saying there were certain genres that she was like, "I'm out. I just yeah. don't like Rocket League. <laughs> I'm out. You know, whatever." So yep. I'm sure yep. Matt cannot wait to have a a little buddy. I'm very, very, very games. excited so, for them. Uh, kudos to them. Hope all is going well over there in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and uh, can't wait to see pictures of a cute baby boy in yeah. a few months. So a quarantine baby, by the way. No. Huh? Mm, no. November? March? February? When did it start over there? Well, it was early on. It might have been not. I don't know. It was not quarantine yet. Oh. Uh. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on when it was in March. In, uh, well, in I think they November? started later than we did, and we started in March. Okay, so we're doing. We're, we're, we, we need Side to shut track. this thing yeah. down. <laughs> It's off the rails, everybody. Hey, thanks for listening in. We're not doing something interesting? Oh, gosh. I have something. Oh, my gosh. Yes, we have to do something interesting. (laughs) We have good things, too. Holy smokes. This is going to be a really long podcast. I apologize. Go first. You're ready. Okay. Um, Did you know that in late May, Poland accidentally (laughs) invaded the Czech Republic? (laughs) Poland did? No. So the Polish-Czech border is... Usually open, but because of like um, COVID stuff, they Poland had closed their borders. And um, in late May, a Polish troops got a little confused about where the border was and set up a station on the Czech side of the border and then detained some Czech people trying to go into a church at one point. Um, it all got figured out and nobody's mad. There isn't going to be any sort of anything afterwards, but. Yeah, Poland accidentally invaded the Czech Republic. That's funny. Yep. I did not know that. I am watching <laughs> Deadliest Catch right now, and they're uh-huh. making a big deal about U.S. versus Russia in terms oh, of the yeah. race to catch the king crab and all the other things. Mm-hmm. So it's been a big like thing that they've been beating the drum on is uh, the crab are closer to the border this year for the snow crab than they ever have been before. And so there's controversy about crossing the line. And they brought up an interesting thing about uh, where the line is in the Bering Sea that divides Russia from what is it, what is Russian waters, what is U.S. waters, and uh, it me- it it uh, depends on how you measure it. So if it's a straight line, yeah. it's one thing, but because of the curvature of the Earth, there's disagreements on whether it goes a little bit further into Russia. So there's like this little gray area that's not that big, but it's something to be like, yep. this is ours. No, it's ours. Well. Which map are you using? Yep, yep. And that still exists today, which is crazy. I know. And obviously, there's a lot of like weird little border. The other thing, but mm-hmm. you know, like especially in um, maritime borders, there's a lot of like, where is the actual line? Yeah. Um, disputes. Yeah, ten miles offshore, but like the shore is not yep. straight. Yep. So how does mm-hmm. this, anyways? Mm-hmm. 
Crazy. So All yeah, right. that's my something interesting for you. That's exciting. Um, my something interesting is a. I'm gonna give a shout out to my wife for finding this. It is a uh, a song by a band called Branches, which is I was trying to describe them to you earlier. Mm-hmm. Kind of a folksy bluegrass. There's a banjo involved in one of her favorite songs, it. and it sounds like something you'd hear at Silverwood while you're waiting for uh, the aftershock line to go down. Well, that um, reference means nothing. Which I know me, makes it. Cool. I'm not building this up in any way, but <laughs> it's it's fun. It's good summer backyard if you're sipping on a cool drink on the back patio. Yeah, put on a little branches. Tea. Um, specifically, there is a song called "It's Gonna Be Okay" (parentheses Mr. Rogers) um, nice. that they just released, and it's basically a bunch of millennials. <laughs> <laughs> who are like, I just need Mr. Rogers here to tell me everything's going to be okay. And Kylie doesn't do it. And she liked it. And she's like, doesn't it make you just want to go give a millennial a hug and be like, it's going to be okay. But like, she's, because she of is Jesus, a millennial. not because of like, you know, it's going to work out. Right. And so anyways, it's a cute song. It's like, uh, it's on our, on our playlist right now. And, uh, if you're looking for something to cool. dig into it branches, it's going to be okay. Parentheses, Mr. Rogers. Got it. All right, now that really will do it for yes. our, our episode of Say Something Interesting. Thanks for sticking in there with us. Sorry about that, Mal. We'll get you back next week. <laughs> uh, we're kind of like the, uh, did you ever watch Jimmy Kimmel? Uh, a little bit. The, the long-running joke is that they always run out of time for Matt Damon. Sorry, we're uh, not yeah. able to get Matt Damon on tonight. <laughs> Sorry, buddy, he's in the backstage. It's always been the for like years. Uh, oh, yeah. Haven't well, because they have their... Um, dispute or whatever yeah the feud feud. yeah that's kind of over with now but like the joke continues Mm -hmm. anyways um yeah so next week mallory uh (laughs) said it forever have a good week guys enjoy the heat we'll talk to you later bye